Hi there, Carlos here. Welcome to another Happy Startup School community podcast. So with these podcasts, one of the things I like to do is to share stories of community members, people on this happy startup journey, whether they're at the start, whether they're growing something, or whether they're looking at whether how to sustain, scale, or maybe even quit the business they've created. Um, this episode, I'm talking to Toby Moore and... We've known Toby for years. Actually, he, we met Toby before even the Happy Startup School was a proper thing. And we were just testing this idea of how could we teach startup and entrepreneurship to more purpose-driven entrepreneurs. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Uh, so really about a journey of wandering through the wilderness, but keeping close to the core intent of what you're trying to do. So it's it's a horrible rainy Friday morning in Brighton. We're in a <laughs> I was going to say a beautiful vista from this meeting room in Platform Nine, but there's a concrete wall on one side and then a glass window facing onto some tables and some kitchens. It's a beautiful workspace, but we're not the most inspirational of views. And I'm here with Toby Moore, who oh god, how long have we known each other now? Forever. Yes, he is. Since even before the Happy Startup School was a thing. The first workshop was my hotel. It was, yeah. Not your hotel. My, my hotel. hotel. <laughs> I wish. One day, one day the Happy Startup School Hotel will yeah. appear. But yeah, no, the, the My Hotel in Brighton, I actually even have very vivid pictures of that space. It's a whitewashed room and... Can't, what were we talking about? Uh, the happy start. Campus, happy, yeah, I think it was the very, very first tool that you guys had created. The uh, the it wasn't even the pyramid canvas. It was the it was a it was a rectangular canvas. It was it was yeah. like a bastardization of the lean, lean canvas. canvas. Yeah, and yeah. We just tried to to make it more happy. Gosh, that's a long time ago. I know. It must be six years, seven years. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, amazing. That just hit me. That Look really how far just hit me. Come. <laughs> I know. Oh God. Well, this is part of the story. It it's is. like where we start and where we end up, or where we where we find ourselves, and hopefully, in that process, we we find the the right direction. And what does that mean? Um, so, I think well, we'll start. I think maybe let's start off by you just giving a bit of a brief background of where what where you come from. What is it that got you into starting a business? Yeah. So today. I suppose I wear three hats to, uh, in these days. So the first one is, is Content Club, which is my business and is is a is a, a community and a company that provides tools and learning resources to content makers and content creators. <laughs> yeah, apologies for the background noise. Um, yeah, that's a really weird noise. Um, I also run TEDx Brighton. Yeah. And I've been on doing that for six or seven years now as well. I'm very pleased for that to be now one of the, gosh, one of the biggest, largest... Uh, longest-running TEDx events in the UK and Europe, which is great. Um, and then I also, with my partner, work on the Hummingbird Project, which is a, refuge, a, ref, a youth refugee charity. Um, but um, um, uh, rewind to, to what must be 2011, 2012, you know, when you and I first started working on stuff, um, I just inspired by the businesses that I was seeing mm -hmm. growing around me in Brighton, you know, this whole democratic 
movement around management and leadership and the way that we build and look after teams and so on you know I was really really inspired by that mm -hmm. uh, so it wasn't necessarily the burning the burning bug to solve a problem or to, to grow a business or whatever it was about it was about wanting to be involved in that and to create ideas and, and, and stuff around that so uh, is that about having having workspaces that, or work being in a workplace yeah, is inspiring well I, I was a very I was a very young manager and looking after a team of six or seven people and in a very big corporate environment and but also having the freedom and flexibility to run that team as I wanted to mm. so I really I really got to play around with the fabric of what what management and collaboration and teamwork and, and, and creating experiences for our fellow employees and colleagues and customers and so on was like um, and uh, which was a great experience mm -hmm. and, a, and a wonderful opportunity and inspired by the likes of what you know, at the time that the Nixon McInnes were doing and the Conscious Business Group guys and, and, and you guys were doing and, and just seeing this kind of new way of, of thinking and, and getting switched on to uh, the likes of Ricardo Semler mm. and Semco and um, at the time World Blue as well, all yeah. these different organisations that were that really challenging the way that we can manage people. And at the time, this was all a bit crazy and, and, and people didn't know if it could work. And we're really lucky now that almost 10 years on that there are lots of really great working examples of it so actually my startup my startup um, uh, dream began with actually wanting to manage people differently yeah. and going well and, and, and eventually you reach a point inside an organization where you go I can't do this here anymore I have to create something else I have to start looking for for things outside that that, that are problems that I that I care enough about to, to do something about, but also that that, that they're they're real enough and they're widespread enough to actually there's a market out there to create something for, mm. and that's where my first business Yappa was born from, um, and that was a uh, as you know from the very early days couldn't be more different from what it became. Uh, it was a it was a collaboration tool for anything. I think the very first thing that I started creating was like a, a tool to review restaurants and cafes and bars. And then, and then a, you know, a couple of weeks and months into that process, you realize that TripAdvisor is a thing and, and, you, don't need to, and you don't need to worry, worry about that. Um, um, but you know, what I uncovered is that I really wanted to build something that, that worked around what I thought great communication looked like and great collaboration looked like. And I, didn't, I hadn't quite found the... The audience to, to do that so I carried on working for three or four years and I even traveled a bit in, in, in that time and, and, and changed jobs and, and, and then got coaxed into event management and then moved from event management into into content marketing um, and that's when I suddenly found that there was a real a real uh, pocket uh, or a niche for, for what I wanted to do and it must have been I think it was around it was 2017, mm -hmm. and um, I uh, was it 2016. It doesn't matter, but I felt like I was in a job that I really wasn't enjoying, and some other stuff had happened personally, like my father had passed away, and a friend of mine had passed away, and all of these ingredients were the push that I needed to to set out and actually take on the world with my ideas. And, and I originally started my business on the train. Mm -hmm. And because I was working in content and I was a writer, um, I just went out to a couple of old clients that I'd worked with previously in, in another business mm -hmm. and, 
knew that they were struggling to create great content for written content for for their brands. So this is post Yappa. You've gone through the Yappa journey, or this is. I'd true? say I think Yappa has just been the word that the has, word. I've wrapped around whatever I've done. So just it. to maybe uh, give some markers for people listening, also yeah. myself. So there was this. I felt there's an initial sense of. Um, Workplaces could be better. Mm. We could collaborate and work better. And, and if you improve the company culture, this is yeah. the, the, the mantra that we had, and we, you work with your employees better, then it will mm. create better performance as a business. And so that was something that inspired you mm. uh, to then you think, oh, there's something here. And then this is maybe somewhere where people on the outside might find it hard to follow, that that then turned into doing restaurant reviews or... <laughs> Yes, but that's but that's how that's how young uninformed entrepreneurs think. You know what I mean? Like it's that I want to build this this magical castle in the sky. Yeah. Where do I start? Yeah. Uh, how do, what's the smallest thing I can do to 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 build my castle? How do I lay that first brick? And for me, that was you know I what I the advice that I now give others, which is do not think app first. Mm. Uh, you have to come up with the problem and, and come up with a small, you know, a, a service or a, or a, or just a helpful thing mm. that helps solve that first problem. And you know, and it took me years to work out what that was. And by the time that I was ready to jump, that first small thing was: well, don't build a big fancy application that you know that, that helps big corporate teams at Coca-Cola write better blog content. Let's just start by writing better blog content mm. for them. Okay. Uh, I know how to do that. I know how to go to a to a to find a customer that will buy that. Mm. And then over time I know that I can I can scale that up into something that, that is more like enabling them to be able to create this great content for themselves. So there was an initial an initial thing about working together better in collaboration. Mm. Then um, Somehow content creation came into it, and I think mm. this is based on your own skills. And all the yeah, and also what I have become passionate about as well. Yeah. And the idea of teams working together better, that's just the way that I want to work. Yeah. That's not a problem that I want to go and solve for other people. That's yeah. how I want to work. And I believe that I can only really, truly achieve that by building the company that, that, that I see fit. For the world and inviting the people in that, that, that can fall in love with that way of working too. Um, the so, problem that we solve for our customers, our audience, is now all around creating great content. Yeah. And um, what we've talked about before is golden thread that runs through everything you do. Mm. Every product you build, every brand that you create, every service you try and provide, is try if, if they're always trying to tackle the same problem, which for me is that it's hard to create good content. Mm. It is. And so there, it feels like there's um, some threads have come together um, based on something inside of you mm. that you, you you feel a need for. And I, I, I like the idea this introduced to me by Christine Rain around empathic leadership and also Max St. John on his uh, idea on using NVC, nonviolent communication. I think also Charlie Davies, you know, his idea of getting clear is also tapping into a need. Mm. Um, and I, so I like to use that as a structure of understanding a story. Mm. So there is this external journey of trying to find where where's the product market yeah. fit, but where's I think problem solution fit. At this stage, as in not the stage of the story that we're telling right now, it yeah. sounds confusing because I was confused. Yeah. 
Um, you know, this was still three years ago, maybe, that I was sort of setting out to to start a business and grow this and had all these ideas, and and it's taken me, you know, a long time to to realize that actually what I was doing at the time wasn't necessarily right. Mm. Um, maybe what I'm doing right now isn't quite right, but I don't know that yet. But there's a driving force. It feels there's a driving a to to work for yourself. Mm. So B to create some impact in other people. Mm. Uh, and then see there's something around connection and collaboration. Mm. There's a, for you, that's core to it. It feels mm. like even though you're doing content creation, it's how do we do this together as well. That seems to come part of it. I think so, because what make, helps me make decisions about um, where to go is how do I want to spend my days? Mm. What does a great day look and feel like? And that very rarely comes down to, you know, the mechanical bits and bobs that you're actually doing. It comes down to where are you? Who are you with? What conversations are you having with them? What, what things are you most passionate about when you're having those conversations? Those are the things that I like to imagine when I'm trying to make big decisions about do I go left or do I go right? Mm. And does that, if I go left, does that mean that I can spend more of my time in the way that I know that I enjoy spending my days. Yeah. And that's what that whole working environment, collaboration type theme is about. It's about building the, the lifestyle of, of, of work and personal and so on that you want for yourself. Mm. And that's the, uh, for me, that's the happy startup vibe about <laughs> it because it's like, you know, your business is your vehicle to achieving the life that you want. And, and if your business can help other people achieve that at the same time, then then, then you're winning on all sides. So one of the things that um, I've been toying with as an idea, uh, there is this, the business becomes the way to achieve the life you want to, to create. But I also think the process of building the business helps you define what that life is. Mm. And it actually becomes a process of self-discovery. Mm. trying different things, knowing that what doesn't work, understanding how your ideal day actually is, and also how do you fit within the, the broader context of what's happening around you, where do you deliver value. Mm. That's also part of you learning about yourself. And so it's kind of like um, you put something out there, it pushes back, you learn about yourself. You then change, you push something out there, it pushes back, you learn more about yourself. And this kind of feedback loop that some people don't even try. Mm. They don't even put something out there. And so what they do, they get stuck with this original identity that they inherited and thought, and that's and the limiting beliefs around them. And then there's this thing, you put something out there, you make yourself vulnerable. But that step from going to not having an idea to then trying something, that needs a kick sometimes. I think people need to be shocked into or shocked into. But there's a there's a trigger, I think. I think this is what happened to me because after my, particularly after my father died, and then and then also that combined with, you know, probably doing the job that I enjoyed the least out of all of the jobs that I've ever had, um, I felt compelled to act, felt compelled to bring this idea that I've been toying around with, you know, in the spare bedroom for for, for years has to has to be real, mm. um, and and I think that comes with two things, and when you when you sent me over some ideas for what we were going to talk about in this podcast. I started trying to unpick this a little bit because I think because of the nature of that push, I made very specific mistakes mm. um, that didn't necessarily put me on the right path to achieving what I set out to achieve. 
Um, it, it's it's that are you running away from something or are you running towards something syndrome? Mm. And looking back, I was probably running away more than I realised. Yeah. Uh, now I'm clearer and my team is clearer and so on. And you know we've gone through a process of you know we can we can get into this, but you know Yappa imploded, <laughs> and, and then and then and and then like a phoenix from the flames became something else. Uh, and that now that's the right thing. And it feels more right than, than anything ever has done, um, but but I but we have to go through this process of understanding what we were running away from yeah. and what decisions has that forced us into making unknowingly or knowingly, mm-hmm. and then where you, where where things fall off along the way that you may or may not value. Um, uh, there's an element of loss as well, and mm-hmm. there's grieving around losing things like you know when we when when we moved when when we moved away from Yappa you know we lost a lot we lost uh, we lost money we lost an office we lost a brand that had been in my life for nearly 10 years uh, and there's an element of grieving around that mm-hmm. uh, and then creating something new and we probably my my business partner and I Alex probably spent 6 months uh, last summer when we decided to walk away from Yappa and create something else like I don't think we appreciated how much grieving was going to be involved and how much we needed to support so each other. So to give people a bit of context, and maybe there's like, so the two things I'm interested in there, there's, um, you said there's mistakes that I made because I was running, move, going away from something. Yeah. Uh, and there's something around that would be interesting, I think, to, for me to communicate, I think, for people who are listening, is the idea of what does that mean, mistakes. Mm. Um but also, there's a bit of context I think people would be useful. Is like Yappa, what it was at the time. Mm. So, as I said, it was like a platform to enable better content creation. It was a technology tool. Um, and then that evolved, you left it, and the content club came about. And you talk about maybe highlight a couple or a, a, a mistake that you consider a mistake. Mm. So, the context around Yappa is our, our aim was always to build this collaborative platform for creating content. And the way that we bootstrapped that as a business was to run an agency alongside it, a concept you're familiar with. And we ran the agency for about a year, and I was the writer, content writer, and my business partner was the developer. So we built the websites, and then we I, and we created the content that go on those websites. It was quite a good model, really. But it wasn't really what we enjoyed doing. But it was always with this idea of keep bootstrapping this, keep developing on our app, and, and off we go. Um, we made all of the mistakes that most tech startups make with the app development of trying to make something too big, making too many assumptions around our audience and that sort of thing. But those kind of mistakes were kind of by the by, and I think many people make them and we've learned from them. The biggest uh, thing that happened, which is what every entrepreneur wants, is that someone invested in our business. Um, we, we found another agency who was several years ahead of us who liked what we were doing, who liked the idea for, for what our technology would do, and liked what our agency was doing and wanted to incorporate that into their own agency. Um, and we gladly took that opportunity for them to invest in our business and for our efforts to become you know, shared and, and, uh, and working towards it the same goal. And this is when it imploded, because six months later, we realized that that wasn't working. And but we were very much in bed with that decision now, <clears throat> and 
Um, it taught me a lot about investment, getting investment, uh, um, what, who, who values what, and so on. You know, I think there was no, there was no malice or or or, or anything or, or bad intentions around why our our investment piece failed. Uh, it failed because I think we weren't open and honest with each other enough as two parties about what we want out of this partnership. Mm. Um, and we got too excited about the things that we agreed on and that allowed us to ignore the th things that we didn't agree on. Yeah. Um, and because of that, we felt like for some time... Sorry. <coughs> and because of that, we very... We realised that we had to walk away. Yeah. And that meant losing Yappa, a brand that had been in my life for nearly 10 years and a product that Alex and I had, had been dreaming up. Um, um, but we were very fortunate that along the way we had created Content Club, which is our community mm. that went alongside our agency. Yeah. Um, and and we, we always, because of that fabric of Brighton that I talked about at the beginning, because of that, and Alex comes from that too, we really, really felt it important that our business was a part of Brighton. Even though our clients actually ended up being far flung across the globe very quickly, we didn't have any Brighton-based clients at all. Um, but we wanted to be a part of Brighton. And our way of doing that was to create something for the community to, to give back in the same way that, that, that we were given to hmm. when we were learning about what a great business looked like, particularly a Brighton-based business. And... So we created this event, we created this community, and we were running maybe a, an event a month that was free, and come along and learn how to create a better blog, come and learn how to create better Facebook adverts, you know, really simple stuff, but it was beginning to grow a community around it. So when we walked away from Yappa, we looked at what we had with Content Club, and we actually thought, felt that this was something that we could really enjoy doing, and we just ramped it up, and we just created the most accessible, the most inclusive, the most easy to access content uh, community for content makers possible. Mm. And we are now running three or four events a month. We're about to launch in London. We are back on our software development mission again. We've actually managed to listen to our audience this time. We <laughs> have an audience to create something for. You know, we're not creating it for ourselves, we're not creating it for investors, we're not creating it for an imaginary client that we think we might have one day. We have an audience, we have a community of hundreds of people, and we can build something for them. And that's why when I say that what we're doing now feels great, and feels like it's clear and makes sense, is because we've learned all of the mistakes that tech startups make about building things that are too big and getting carried away with features and things without assuming and testing and validating and so on. And actually, we can make the smallest thing possible, launch it, test it with an audience, bring it back in, make the, the changes that we need to make, and then put it back into the audience and the community again, get it tested, bring it back in. Um, and that's a really great place to be in. And we also now have a team that have come from the content club as well. So we now have you know, a, a team of four. And, and that team is all in it because they agree with and, and believe in the vision. And, and that is both a combination of what we want to create for the community through technology and through education and so on, but also coming back to that whole, how do we want to work? Mm. How do we want to spend each day? You know, and we really enjoy like having conversations with each other. We really enjoy 
hanging out and talking about what we think the future could be look like for ourselves, like as individuals, and also as a company and a community. And that's really getting back into all of that, that, that feeling of building the thing that you want to build, both from a work-life point of view and from yeah, creating products and services from an audience. So makes, I hope that makes sense. No, I think so. The, what, what comes across for me, or the, the way I, I it fall, or lands for me when you're talking, there is the, um, I think, the, this aspect of actually building something people want, but then how do you find that out? Uh, there's this idea, oh, you just do market research, but then that just feels so cold and, and just data-driven. And what you did, and this is me now interpreting, maybe projecting, you use this need to connect, because there's always this need for connecting, connection, collaboration, and positive experience as a group. That's how I interpret you know, company culture, uh, collaboration, even the, the tools for restaurants and stuff. It's actually, how can we work better together? There's that element. There's then along the way this ability and skill for writing and understanding that's a need through the that's a business that you had. And then combining that into, all right, how do I get people together in a way I like to get together, which is relaxed and friendly and connected? How do I do it in a small way which doesn't feel overblown and, and you know, don't need investment, you don't need uh, external help? And then how do I give them, how do I learn from that what they need? And then now I can bring back the stuff that they've been doing technologically before. Mm -hmm. We're trying to build this app before, but like you were saying, making assumptions. That stuff isn't thrown away anymore still. It's, it's now can be repurposed, reused, and everything we learned. And <clears throat> I think the thing that came up for me when you talk about mistakes, it's that people can perceive, oh, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to. Even when they're listening to you and they see, oh, there's the, there is a happy ending in inverted commas, but there are mistakes along the way. I think I've come around to the thinking is actually what you're doing is you're just, you're just sounding off the rough edges. You know, the, the perfect idea is this beautiful spherical object. Or it's this beautiful and it's not possible. Yeah. It's not possible. And what I have, the, the biggest lesson that I have learned over the last year is that I set two specific and two gleaming objectives for myself. They were, they were excessively perfect. And, and a lot of my anxiety, my entrepreneurs-led anxiety and depression has come from not meeting those objectives or feeling like things have now happened in my journey that mean I'm never going to get there. And we talk about this all the time. I, you know that I know this, that that's not how you think. Uh, but somehow you still find yourself in that place thinking like that. And the process that I've gone through over the last 12 months is that whatever it is that you've designed in your head that you think you're going to make is not what you're going to make. And that's okay. Uh, what I have also realized is that what I do, I can do at any scale at any point in my life. Uh, and when I realized that, that was like the most relaxing, wonderful feeling because it gave me the permission to pursue my business in any which way I want to. Uh, and set objectives and change those objectives at any point because I know now who my audience is. I know now what their problem is and, and, and where my passion lies for that problem. And I know that you know if in 12 months' time I just want to hang out in Platform 9 and people pop in and chat to me about it and I'm like, yeah, you could do that and just casually consult. Or if I want to build 
a multi-million dollar software platform that does it. Like I can, I can want both of those things and do both of those things at the same time, not at the same time, however I, however I choose to. And that's, you know, that's the gift I gave myself when I chose to work for myself and create my own thing. I can do this any way that I want to, at any scale, at any time. And, yeah, and you've, that gone, you've gone deep. Yeah, but, but yeah, but, but you have to. You have to understand this because if you keep running towards an objective that you know in your heart isn't going to happen anyway, yeah. and that's not a bad thing. That's just, that's just the thing. Like you're going to achieve great things. It's just they're just not the great things that you necessarily designed for yourself. And, and a lot of that feeling comes from realizing that the success of your business and how you feel never correlate. Hmm. There is no synchronization between those two sine waves, you know, and, and, and you see this over and over again with the people with the, with the most successful business, with the most money, with all the cars, all the whatever, all the, you know, customers and investors and so on, and they're pissed off and they're angry and they don't know what to do next. Uh, and then you've got people that don't have those things and they're perfectly happy. And we can look at that and be like, oh, this is crazy. This is because the world doesn't work. This is because society messed up our perceptions and our expectations. And the reality is it's just because success and how you feel, the success of your business and how you feel, don't, don't connect. They never will. Yeah. Now, that's, that's proper spiritual shit. <laughs> <laughs> just get it. But just being happy with the journey that you're on and knowing that whatever you create is going to be great. Yeah. That's, that's good enough. And, and, and great can be huge and massive or it can be small. And so, that can change at any time. I think it's a, it, for me what you just said kind of links to some deeper messages that I've <clears throat> read about and heard where we can control our state of mind, mm. how we react to the outer world and actually um, how... When you say how happy you feel, how success feels, there's nothing to do with external inputs. It's all about how you receive it and how you create that feeling mm. within yourself. And then when you find, and what I hear that when you find that liberation of actually happiness isn't an achievement or someone telling me that I've done well, it's actually how I create that state of mind. It frees you to do whatever you want mm. and to work however you want. And then when you work that way, then good things happen. And there's a something around there about alignment, acceptance, um, and also something about listening to yourself and not pushing yourself down a road that you know doesn't feel right. So that's my, that's the message I got. Mm. And I think the co-founder relationship is a really important part of achieving that as well. Mm. The, the way that I learned that lesson that I just described is by observing how Alex and I were reacting to the loss of our previous business and and how we were, you know, inconsistent with each other in terms of being up and down. And we were both going through exactly the same process from a business point of view, but how we felt about it at different times was completely different. And when Alex was up here and I was down here, he had to pick me up. Mm. And then a couple of weeks or months later... You know, it would be the other way around and I would be up there and Alex would be down here and I would have to pick him up. And and that was just something that we had to learn to do. And and but the the retrospective lesson from that was this whole idea of 
how you feel and, and, and how the business is doing is different because you know how when we check our our business bank account <laughs> and Alex goes huh and I go ah yeah <laughs> you know? and, and, and and when we look at you know what the next six months look like or what we think the next customer project's going to look like or what we want you know and, and we react differently in seeing it and this whole just observing those reactions and knowing how each other feel and then being the the tools you know being the tool that the other person needs in order to bring them back up to where they need to be uh, is a really 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 useful thing cool. and I think making sure that you've got those people if you don't have a co-founder making sure that you do have those people around you yeah so that you can sense check how you feel you can make no changes to your business but you can, and make changes to how you feel and all of a sudden you can your business all of a sudden somehow is performing better but nothing changed other than you I think that for me is probably the core message for anyone listening to this I think they've heard around yes you need to listen to your customers you need to give them what they need you need to understand where the value is but <clears throat> ultimately how well your business is doing is also going to be reflected by how you feel about mm. it and, and to be mindful of that and to then understand how you manage that, mm. which seems like a whole different podcast entirely. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's not because because it, it, this is born from a mess. It's born from chaos. It's born from getting it wrong. Yeah. You know, and when I was scribbling down ideas for what was you know these these problems that these these mistakes that we've made, the mistake that I I, I, I boiled it down to was um, the way that I reacted to what are mediocre opportunities mm. um, and I thought that was a really interesting reflection because all of the biggest mistakes mistakes that I've made <coughs> or lessons that have come from this have been born from settling for mediocre opportunities um, and I know that's completely sorry that's a complete sort of sidestep from what we're talking about I guess but mm -hmm. Was a really important reflection. For I think the well. connection I'd make is like you know you accept an opportunity if it, even if it's mediocre if you're not really clear about what it is you want and need and want to create, and so there is that. Um, so again, looking a little bit more internally as well as looking externally. So there's the external stuff, which is the mechanics of business, and there's the internal stuff, which mm. is the leadership mm. business. And so I think for you, what I hear is it's this journey, a journey of understanding how I work. And then through that, my business will get better. Mm. Cool. Well, Great. thank you very much. For thank that. you, Carlos. And um, yeah, maybe we'll have another conversation about digging deep. <laughs> Great. Take care. Thanks for listening to this Happy Startup School community podcast. If you want to find out more about what we do, then check out our website, www.thehappystartupschool.com. You'll find out more about our community, the courses that we offer and also the conversations and content that we're trying to create to help you get clear about how to build a purposeful business without burning out. So if you're trying to balance the money and the meaning, create the impact and avoiding imposter syndrome, then join us and our group and tribe of like-minded, caring, compassionate and flawed entrepreneurs on this journey trying to work out how to make money, do good and be happy. <laughs>